This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios. That's boathouse studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S studios, house spelt the German way. It was a tumultuous time for our nation. The clear beverage craze gave us all a reason to live. The information superhighway showed the average person what some nerd thinks about Star Trek. And the domestication of the dog continued unabated. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Yes, it's true. The domestication of the dog was not still, hampered. Still continues. Still unabated, continues unabated. I'm sure Homer would be very, very happy to hear that. My name is Greg. And my name's Alan. And this is Two Bad Neighbors. You switched it around on and, me. Usually uh, you say, this is Two Bad Neighbors. My name is Greg. That's true. So I, I was like, oh, is he going to do the the thing in between or do I go? And so I figured it out. Uh, you, you did. Yeah. You really did. But then like I wanted to talk about like why, the why there was an odd pause. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's always good to justify things in improvisation, even if it's to the detriment of the show. Oh, that's moving yeah, right that's along. Why, this. That's why I've been accepted into so many improv groups, Greg, <laughs> this, because I'm always explaining things you see audience <laughs> the reason i said that was because earlier in the show someone else said that and i was trying to do what they call a callback Crickets. and it, yeah, yeah exactly that's yeah. exactly what happens and they go and there's like really awkward kind of moment where everyone's like kind of discussing we should probably get alan out of here yeah and uh, not ask him back yeah and then they like give me a bunch of booze and i don't remember what happens after that you probably did really well after the i booze. think so yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Uh, we are here talking about uh, another episode of The Simpsons. Uh, before we get into the episode, we do have a little uh, uh, bookkeeping, as it were. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah we have some mailbag to yeah. go through. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, before we get to that, how have you been? Oh, goodness gracious me. It has <laughs> been a slow week. Yeah. Yeah. It's slow a, news week. Yeah, slow news week. <laughs> slow news week for Greg. Um, I, I haven't really done much of anything this week. This is like when when Miles was in the guest chair mm-hmm. between then and now. Mm-hmm. This has just been... Okay. Yeah. I... Um, I played some guitar. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know how yeah. I've been? How have you been? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move things along. Yeah, I, please, please. Uh, I actually had a, a good weekend. I hosted Seinfeld trivia for the first yes, time. Yes. How did it go? At Dickens. It was quite good. Uh, I for made, the first time. Does that mean you're going to do it again? Yeah, we do plan on doing it again, uh, uh, which I will get into. Um, because at Dickens pub, I've pretty much become the resident, uh, trivia host. <laughs> so boom, baby we're be doing a lot of trivia there. Um, will you do oceans 11 trivia? Never. Uh. and <laughs> that just, that's just movie trivia. That'll <laughs> tie into my movie trivia. Sure. But, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there was so many people, it's really kind of, it's a weird schadenfreude thing for me where so many people coming to the, to the event, mm. like when they're arriving and stuff, everyone's so cocky. Oh man, I'm so going to win this. Like one guy even actually came up to me after I handed him the trivia sheets that have like, you know, this is where you fill out your answers came up to me and he's like, Oh, so all the answers are going to be like short little, little answers. <laughs> like, first of all, I was like, well, yeah, like most trivia, but I was like, yeah, that's correct. He's like, Oh man, I'm so going to win this. That guy did terrible. <laughs> 
there's a question where, which is pretty straightforward if you're a Seinfeld fan, yeah, where guy, it's basically why do you suck so much, what uh, type of egg, or sorry, what type of uh, calzone does George get for his boss Steinbrenner? I don't know that one. Uh, yeah, and I mean, if you know the episode, it's very obvious. It's eggplant because it's it's mentioned throughout the episode. Right. But I do remember asking that question, and he, this guy especially was so confused. He raised his hand, and I hope he doesn't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> Because I'm really being oh, mean to him. It's really good to call people out on yeah, that. Yeah, but he like raises his hand. He's like, "What do you like? What type of meat?" Or and I'm like, "What type of calzone?" Like, I'm not gonna tell you if it's meat or not because that narrows it down. And he was very confused. I think he put meat lovers. And he was wrong. It's eggplant. Yeah. Which anyway, is like the opposite of meat lovers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, long story short, that seems to be the case with a lot of niche trivia. Hang on, people I want to think... just I want to dig in on this guy yeah, one okay. more time. Um, <laughs> Guy, whoever you are, you could not have been more wrong. <laughs> Arguably the opposite of meat lovers yeah. is eggplant. Is eggplant. So, like, that was uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it seems to be the case with niche trivia where, this I mean, we had scotch, it. by the way. Okay. All right. <laughs> Continue. Off the rails before you've even gotten to the main bits. It's <sighs> <laughs> her idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll introduce our guest shortly who yeah. brought this on all, us all. Uh, I'm drinking scotch as well, and you'll see I'm very composed. No, and I'd like so, to cheers that. Oh, yeah, cheers. Barley buds haven't been here for, for a while. Yeah, so. well, I mean, there's no barley in scotch, but... Well... It's barley buds in spirit. Yeah. So, uh, where was I? <laughs> Needs trivia. Yeah. Even with Simpsons trivia. Yeah. Like, when, when I first went to Simpsons trivia, uh, I had a very high uh, feeling that I was going to win, mm-hmm. you know? Um, for a while, we like actually the first event we did not win. I yeah. remember that specifically. To but be, yeah. we yeah. assembled a pretty good team, and for a while we won a lot. Yeah, for, uh, so like, like we, we did pretty well. We had a crack team for a while. We had yeah. a dynasty for yeah. a bit. Um, but that just it, it's just interesting how that works with with specific trivia where people are very cocky about it until they get there yeah. and they realize oh it's not just going to be you know what color is Bart's pants. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like what color is Marge's hair? You that's, know, like, that's a funny question because it's a trick question. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't wear pants. Oh, all right. He wears shorts. All right. Boo. <laughs> That'd be a terrible trivia question then. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like <clears throat> the, <clears throat> pardon me. The idea is you're supposed to have some gimmies and then of course some that are like deep cuts. Yeah. And that's definitely what I try to do with Seinfeld trivia. And it, it went really well in terms of scores, uh, most of the scores were between, it was out, out of 50 points. Most scores were between 30 and 40. Nice. Uh, the winners were 47. Whoa. So there was like a team that was definitely the, the clear lead. They came to play. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was really cool. Uh, it was a success. And because of that, I basically sat down with the, uh, the managers of Dickens pub and we plotted out the next six months of trivia, <laughs> which, uh, I'll give a little sneak preview of, right now okay if you like um yeah um just as a general let's just let's just pause there okay just just put a quick pin in that okay little pin. because i feel like this is gonna like because we got some shit to cover uh-huh. right like mailbag and yeah i got lots and of missions and all that sort of thing i'm drinking scotch greg yeah. i'm here for a while no yeah me too me too i'm not it's, leaving it's, your house until um, you know you kick me out oh uh, it's smoky because i'm belligerent so uh, but I would, um, I just like to introduce some early to tomorrow. No, I just want to introduce our guest. So you have not just, somewhere to be. No, I have nowhere to, that's, that's not true. I have a class to teach, so I should, this would probably be my last one. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, uh, let's introduce our guest. Okay. 
My, uh, my, my, I mean, there's never any specific <laughs> gag order on our guests. So no, I always there find isn't. it interesting it's, that they do remain quiet. It's amazing to me. It's until we introduce it's them. Utterly amazing. It's most of them, I should just say, continued to not say anything. Most people remain quiet until we introduce them. But there's the occasional guests who start talking, and and we haven't introduced them. We're yet, totally fine with that. It's fine. Yeah, yeah we're, it's we're, totally we welcome fine. it. <laughs> yeah. That it's, being said, that being said, um, should we introduce our guest? We should introduce our guest. <laughs> Uh, this is my, my, my very dear friend, Bryn, who's actually finally made it to the podcast. Finally. <laughs> Hi, Bryn. You may have heard her chuckling. <laughs> you probably heard me snickering in the background. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the boys are having scotch. I'm having limoncello. Yeah. And it's, it's hitting me the hard. Way, the way it should be. Am I right? <laughs> Gender norms. Cigars. <laughs> yes. Uh. Actually, I saw, I saw the limoncello that you were drinking and I was like, oh, I should have picked that. <laughs> I was looking at my scotch. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's delicious. You try some I do, actually. Go for it. There we go. I'm going to try some. <laughs> Greg, I want to try your scotch. Yeah, have it. It's, uh, that's we're, a, we're it's, a, it's a 15-year-old tomato. 15-year-old tomato. Uh, yeah. What is it? It, it, remi- it basically reminds me of um, like yellow, like lemon starburst or like, you know, like. Basically, but less sour. I wanted it yeah, to true. be sour. <laughs> I'm really upset about it, actually. But it is delicious. Oh, yeah. It's I was... Uh, when I highly had, alcoholic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very. Yeah. Wait, what's highly? Well, this is like how much... This could clean wounds. What's I the think, percentage? I think that's... What <laughs> is it? Actually 40 or 50? I don't remember. Something I, like... It's, it's 40 or 50, something like that. This is 50. That's 50? Yeah, right here. And it's lovely. Yeah. You, what about this one? Because this is a different scotch. That one's 43. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... Lightweight. Lightweight. Uh, I mean, it'll, loser it'll still knock you on your ass, even yeah. after those two ice cubes have dissolved in it. They have. <laughs> Greg is subtly judging you for your ice cubes. It's not very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not subtle at all. Um, I don't know why I preferred on ice, to be honest. I prefer Because usually, ice. like right now, I just sipped it, and I'm like, ah, it's all watery now. <laughs> yeah. And that's obviously the reason why people don't do it on ice, but... Yeah. I like it on ice. You should add like a little bit of water to your scotch. Technically, that's yeah. how the Scots drink their scotch. Yeah, you add a, like you add a drop though. of spring water to open up the flavor. Exactly, and go. they swirl it around a little bit. Yeah, but you're drinking it out of tumblers, like which that. is also wrong. It so, is true. So I'm subtly <laughs> judging you for my limoncello. Wait, what's partner. the right uh, glass? There's a specific kind of whiskey glass. Oh, really? It's kind of this. How would you describe it? It's kind it's, of an eggplant. Is shape. it more? Yeah, <laughs> it's a, that's oh, it is. Yeah, it's kind of an eggplant shape. Yeah. That's exactly right. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, and they're really lovely. But a little yeah. snifter of scotch before bed. I always feel Puts that way. Right like <laughs> at home when I when I drink any kind of alcohol that I don't have the correct glass for, I always feel a, like a pang of sadness. But I'm like, I can't have every single glass type in the world. That's it's true. You know, <laughs> my brothers have tried to achieve this, right? <laughs> and they've actually got like two cupboards full of like different oh, beer wow. glasses, like one of each different kind of beer glass and then whiskey. And I feel like that's the dream. Like that's my dream. If One day, it's, if that's, it's not hard. It's, <laughs> like, actually, <laughs> if that's your, dr- I think I'm almost there. Honestly, really? I'm just missing scotch glasses. I've got, uh, and that's not true. I don't know half <laughs> of what I'm doing. Uh, all right, um, no, but I got like all of these like beer beer glasses, like like yeah. from from Belgian white. Be- Mm. <laughs> Belgian style, Belgian wit is what they call it, I believe, all the yeah. way to uh, you know the the Irish and English pub glasses, like the big pint mm. ones. 
different you got glasses Batman, all the way. You got your Batman you glass. Got Batman glass. I got a Batman Forever glass. That's all that really matters. Yeah. I mean, my brothers have all of those glasses, but I'm pretty sure they grab whatever is first at, like within range and they have it to whatever beer. Hell, they if there's like a bottle of wine them. there, I'll drink it out of a mason jar. <laughs> it's fine with me. You know what? I've done that. Of course. It's very fulfilling. It's fine. Particularly if you fill up the mason jar. <laughs> <laughs> it's most of the bottle of wine just in the mason jar. You well, that, used to be honey. Now you're wine. That was, a, that was a segment I like to call a spirited discussion. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I'm what's, great, what's great is that that only would have achieved that response because you're drinking. <laughs> If you're sober, everyone would just be like, oh, nice. Okay, moving on. But it's like, oh! Trivia. Yeah, trivia. Now that we've introduced our guests. Yeah, we're taking the order off. I was enjoying that conversation. Before you were brought into it. I was enjoying the Seinfeld trivia conversation. Yeah, I just really want you to be able to... To you know, speak, put feel your, free to, to speak. Engage, well, engage your two cents whenever I, you want. I, I, you, you didn't brief me before I sat down. No, so it's, it's true. true. We maybe, never do. We, we maybe don't, the yeah. fact that your guests don't speak before their intro is on you. No, it definitely is. One hundred and fifty percent. It's almost like a social experiment, though. Yeah. Like it's not. We love oh, doing that's this. A good it, point. Yeah, like it's not something we're we're like we're like why are they doing it? Like we know why. Yeah, we just find it interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like you know that you know you know the Godfather how it's like. The puppet, like the marionette thing, pulling the strings. We're the Godfather, and you're the marionette. (gasps) Was the Godfather a puppet movie? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, the horse by Jim Henson, the horsehead puppet. Oh yeah, Uh, Marlon Brando. Fun fact, played by Kermit. Giant puppet. Yeah, (laughs) Kermit. Yeah, I knew that Kermit had a darker side. (laughs) He's a very talented man. I knew it. Frog. Sorry. Trivia. I, I knew it was you, Fredo. <laughs> that that was actually Al Pacino is played by Robin Frog. That's so oh, right. Yeah. Well, then that would be. Uh, I knew it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> waka waka. Oh. <laughs> That's fuzzy. Okay, Godfather <laughs> Muppet Godfather movie. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, it would be great. Like you know, Muppet Treasure Island, Muppet yeah. Christmas Carol, Muppet Godfather. Brilliant. Make it happen. Brilliant. Disney and Co. Yeah, as soon as God, as soon as the Godfather gets released in the public domain, I guarantee they do that. Nice, I'd watch it. That would yeah. be really nice. Yeah, I bet it's been sur- it's surfaced. I'm or, sure. Or you know, like Disney might just buy Paramount, probably, and then they just get it. So there yeah. you go. <clears throat> super entertainment. Yeah, super entertainment. Super entertainment. That's what we call it's it. Yeah. World domination. That's what we call this dystopia that we're about to <laughs> enter. Here we go. Super entertainment. <laughs> So next month at Dickens Pub. Yeah. Tell me about Buffy it. the Vampire Slayer trivia. For real? Whoa. Yep. Whoa. Which I'm very excited about. Uh, the month after that, it is in April, it is going to be comic book trivia to I'm, coincide with the Comic Expo. I'm not excited about that. Why? I do not read comics. Well, it's not going to be, it's not going to be like deep dives into comics. Even it's going to be, read comics. it's going to be like Mar, like Marvel, well-known Marvel heroes, well-known DC heroes, you know, the stuff that's, that you know. That's what I mean. It's like that, like I don't read comics regularly. I read the important stuff and then, true. Then I'll forget about it. But there's some yeah. entertaining. Like, I, well, yeah, of course they are. I there's, read there's just so them. like, I even talked about this with, uh, uh, Chris at Dickens, like, there's so much. Yeah, there's just too Comic much. Comic book trivia is, like, sounds really, like, broad. 
Yeah. And arguably it is, but it's going it we're not going to write trivia that's insanely like, you know, deep dives into any of the the uh heroes. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, is uh, it like name all of the flashes? I mean, it could be like name two of the flashes. Okay. You know, that's Barry more, Allen, Wally yeah, West. That's more of the, the kind of thing. thing or name three different Robins, you know, like that's Alan, fun. You should be taking yeah. notes. I like that. <laughs> you should be like recording these. <laughs> name three different Robins. I like that. Yeah. Any Cause three. Cause there's been like five or six, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Something like that. Close to that. Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Uh, Dick, Grayson, Dick Grayson. Damian Wayne. Stephanie. Carrie Kelly and Stephanie. So that's six right off the. There you go. Wow. See? <clears throat> So that's what I mean. It'd be stuff like that. That if you know comic books, you're gonna know most of it. Oh, good. Arguably, but again, there's gonna. It's the same thing with you know Seinfeld trivia. Mm-hmm. If you know this show, you're gonna know most of the questions. But there's gonna be some deep pulls. Yeah. That are gonna be the quote unquote impossible questions. Sure. That one or two teams will get and feel really good about. Yeah, that's the difference between a good trivia night and a bad one. Exactly. Well done, Alan. In May, we're gonna do Star Wars trivia. Great. In June, we're going to go back to Seinfeld because Great. it was a success. We want to do it quarterly or so. Nice. And then in July, we're going to do Harry Potter trivia. <gasps> There's Hello. The, we found the one that Bryn likes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm going. Now, I'm these busy. are not all solidified. That's why I said it's a sneak peek. <clears throat> but these are more or less uh, solid. We're just uh, confirming dates and stuff. So keep an eye out on Dickens' website. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is going to be huge. Yeah, people it's like gonna that thing. It's going to be huge. People are going to be lined up. People like to prove that they know a lot about a fictional universe. Particularly yes. Star Wars. Yes. yes. Star Wars is such like a, it's like a religion. Oh my God. What? <laughs> you should do Tolkien trivia. Lord <gasps> of the Rings trivia. That's a brilliant uh, idea. We did discuss that and that is a possibility for the future. Yes. We just, we only planned a certain amount You so should far. do an entire 20 questions on the Silmarillion. Never. Just the Silmarillion. No. no. That would and only be fun no. for you. And it, it would, would be so much fun for me. <laughs> only you. Yeah, I, I so second Ellen's motion. We're not going to do that. No. <laughs> you do it. You this is more fun when I'm drinking, thing. guys. You this is a lot more fun. 20 questions for Hobbit. Like, Hobbit. We haven't even got to our normal segments yet. Exactly, yeah. Hobbit would be a good 20 questions. It would be. Right? Because yeah. not every Lord of the Rings fan has read The Hobbit. Wow. No. <laughs> have you not? I have not read The Hobbit. <laughs> really? Yep. It's so easy. It's a I great really, read. I found The Hobbit hard. It's a great read. I found it hard. You gotta read it. Don't judge it's me. Really, it's really <laughs> I'm not judging you. It's really I'm saying short. you just got to. <laughs> I know. You got oh, to. Okay, fine. I'll you did the hard did part already. Right? Did, did you see the movies? Before. The Hobbit movies? Yeah, I did. I really Yeah, didn't. don't, like, it, try and ignore that. Exactly. Because so the bad. movies really I ruined that I listened to book. the audiobook of The Hobbit. Oh, like, that's fine. Probably 24 times. Yeah, no, you nailed it Over and over and over and over and over and over again. Never mind. Yeah, I just, like... I consider audiobooks just as good as reading. Oh, well, Sometimes I find that I listen to it the first time and it really sinks in. And then every time following, I just don't even really clock the information anymore. Sure. Because I'm usually doing it while I'm like cooking or baking or I was a carpenter for a while. So I used to build when the audiobook was going. And so. You were a carpenter for a while? Yeah, I was a carpenter for two years. Tell me about this. <laughs> you knew this. The listeners don't. <laughs> well, listeners. Do we want to tie this into well, what's your story? Listeners. Yeah, Definitely. What? Let's do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I will tell you my story. You yeah. do with it what you will. Okay. Um, Specifically uh, about the Simpsons, but also you can tie this carpentry <laughs> stuff <laughs> in there. <laughs> That'd be great. Pe- pepper it, flavor it with some carpentry. But uh, what's your story with the Simpsons? How did you, uh, what's your relationship to it? Did you grow up with it? Did you not? Et cetera. Well, I, I grew up with it in the same way. I think like every single other North American, you know, teenager in the nineties, like kid to teenager, 
watched it on TV? Well, watched it on TV and experienced it when it was like out and really popular. It was really popular when I was in elementary school. Um, it was something that we actually weren't allowed to watch for a really long time. I'm from a relatively religious family and they didn't feel very good about some of the content. So I wasn't really allowed to watch it until I was in my teens. Um, and by the, my teens, I was so not interested in <laughs> the Simpsons. <laughs> I was like, I watched a little That's bit of babies. Buffy <laughs> Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I watched, um, you know, like... I was actually really into cooking at that period of time, so Food Network was my go-to. Right I only ever watched it when my brothers were watching it. So I've seen like a few episodes here and there, but I don't actually know this series very well. Most of my really close friends, my guy friends, love The Simpsons, though. So I'm used to like being peppered <laughs> by like stats and jokes from The Simpsons. But <laughs> Wait, like stats? I have no, <laughs> I have no. Context. Did you know that Homer says dough an average of two times an episode? <laughs> I feel like that happens more often than you might think. <laughs> but it's on average, right? Because yeah. like. Some episodes he doesn't say it. At all. And how oh, does yeah. this... Um, Actually, he didn't say it at all in this one. How does your... Yeah, I don't think he did. How, how does your uh, uh, relationship to The Simpsons contribute to your experience making carpets? <laughs> I didn't make carpets. You said you were Do a carpenter. you know what carpentry is, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> it's not carpetry. Let's <laughs> make some carpets. <laughs> There's an N in there. It's a very important N. It's a big difference, <laughs> right? There's a, there's a there's a big difference in in, in upper body usage. And what is mm. the difference? <laughs> one makes carpets and one does not. <laughs> All right. When you lay carpet, you're usually on your knees. Oh, okay, okay. When you're like when so you're a carpenter, you spend wait, a lot of time. I don't sitting. think that's true. I, Oh, when you make carpets, no, I don't think you actually have to build the carpet on the floor. True, true. If you're talking <laughs> about I making, I think you can sit at a sewing machine and make one. A modern carpet. <laughs> Jenkins, get in here. Make this carpet. <laughs> it's probably like no, no, on machine. the floor, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> you're the one who said you're on your knees when you're okay, making carpets. Carpet. Sure, sure, sure. Laying okay. carpet, you're on your yeah. knees. Yeah, that makes sense. Building a carpet, you're probably <laughs> sitting at like a computer or a machine or something. Yeah, you're probably like look a yeah, little bit like they're Homer, probably all 3D really? printed these and days, and that's what you did for two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, sure, we'll run with it. <laughs> Let's just go. Let's just go. Let's I want to hear about this carpentry thing. I really do like the woodworking thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I built sets for two years. Oh, okay, uh, in Rosebud, Alberta. Oh, right on. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That Where does I make studied. sense. Yeah, I studied as a carpenter with my dad for two years, and then I became an actor. Hey. hey. Yeah. That's a good trade. I really liked being a carpenter. It was super fun. Yeah. Can I, can I ask a question related to your story? Absolutely. Alan doesn't know me, by the way, folks. I, d- I don't. Alan and I, mean, I, I, I do have now. met only once before. Um, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but, but what, uh, what year were you born? Sometimes that contributes to... I was to... born in 1991. Okay, so when you were a teenager, it would have been 2000s? Yeah, 2000s. Early 2000s? Okay, that's that's what I was curious about, because you said when you became teenager, a teenager, it was you like didn't care I about the Simpsons anymore. Didn't really and I just want to point out to anyone who's keeping track and doing the math, that's when they were out of the golden years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so they had some garbage episodes. Golden when years is everything up until season 10? Uh, most would nine. say no. Uh, nine is what most people say. I personally say eight. I don't think nine has think, enough good I think episodes. Eight is what most people say. Really? Yeah. I've heard nine from most. I think nine is what you hear most often because you host this podcast with me. <laughs> could, maybe. And yeah. you think nine is good. And I, I consider the uh, the death of Phil Hartman when it 
is when it cuts off. Um, okay. He was one of the voice actors, died tragically. But that happens S- in season in nine. In season That's nine. why it's hard yeah. for me to lump season nine into the golden years, because yeah. they have the Armin <clears throat> Tamzarian episode and the death of Phil Hartman, which are the two kind of final nails in the show for me. Yeah, they are. So, um, And I think season nine is incredibly important to the to the genesis of the show and I very to much the lower yeah and I very much look fortunate uh, forward fire for, 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 yeah. I very much look forward to getting there yeah uh <laughs> you said you have brothers I do I have two brothers two brothers are they older or younger one older and one younger so you're a middle child I am a middle child all right I'm a middle child as well it's high five uh Greg is not uh he's not he's an <laughs> eldest I'm too. the eldest he's the uh the Bart I am and we Bart. are the Lisas so <gasps> oh poor I liked Lisa Happy birthday, poor forgotten middle child. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> I have no idea how much I connected with that when <laughs> it happened in the show. Lisa sings at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's sad. But uh, that's great. Do you have a favorite episode? Is there an episode you could hone in on as something, It maybe even not a favorite episode, but one that you like mem- memory-wise connects with you the most? Or is it kind of too much in the when you weren't allowed to watch it, and then the shitty ones. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. Like, even I if just, you can think of a scene or something that we scene. can we can help you identify that episode, maybe? You know what? I loved it whenever Lisa played her saxophone. I remember okay. watching the one where she first was like introduced to the mm-hmm. saxophone, and that was one that I actually remember. The rest of it, I don't really remember. So that clearly was like significant. Mo- Mona and Lisa? Is it? Oh, the, it would either be Moaning Lisa or Lisa's Sax, which is a season nine episode. Right, so yeah. specifically... I remember like a moment where she's like in the hallway and she's got like the saxophone and then all of a sudden she's in a dream world. That's what I remember. Oh. She's like she's like playing her sax and she's like, yes, this is amazing. I think that's Moaning Lisa. Yeah, it sounds yeah. more like Moaning Lisa. Yeah. And so that's that I remember. One. Yeah. Nice. But uh, other than that, I have no memories of that's okay. Simpsons really. Sometimes it's, uh, it's better, not better, but good to get guests who have less, less experience? of a encyclopedic knowledge of the show uh, like some of the guests we have because it's uh, fosters interesting discussion. It does. And so far, I am learning a lot. <laughs> this is fascinating. Yeah, there you go. That's what we do here. Uh, before we get dive, dive into the episode, uh, we are going to dive into our mailbag. Yeah. Uh, we got a message from Andy. Andy? Yeah. Uh, 18,000 letters all addressed to Santa Claus, he says. Uh, he's from Miami. And he was introduced Hi. to the Two Bad Neighbors and wanted to send in his appreciation for the great podcast and oh. tell us about his history with The Simpsons. Uh, he also mentions a story about, because I was talking about when I was in Orlando and went to Quickie Mart and there was no Bort license plates. And he was listening to that episode and he basically remembered being there recently and taking pictures of Bort license plates. <laughs> and he was like, oh, there's no way that there's no Bort license plates. I was there. And he dug up his pictures and it turns out it was a Bort shot glass. <laughs> So that's kind of funny that, uh, you know, he kind of in his mind, he's like, no, yeah. it was definitely a license plate, but it was a shot. There glass. shouldn't there arguably shouldn't ever be Bort license. Arguably plates. the opposite of a license plate is a shot glass. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Oh, in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. I think we could name several ways. Yes. But we won't. Go on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One. They're just too obvious. You can't drink from a license plate. <laughs> that's just, that, yeah, that, that logic just sells itself. And the rest. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he took a lot of photos in uh, Orlando as as I did with you know Surly and Sideshow Bob, and uh, you know one of his coworkers, 
saw the posts and discovered that's how he discovered that his coworker was a huge fan of the Simpsons. And so they, you know, they were able to bond over that, which is always nice to hear. Um, and I, I believe he was the one who told this person for Andy mm. about our podcast. So we're, we're slowly spreading to Miami. Yeah. Yes. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> Thank as, you for listening, Andy. As and Dr. your Will nameless Smith friend would say, <laughs> hi, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he, he does remember watching the Tracy Ullman shorts as, as a kid. Oh, I'm sorry. Which is, <laughs> which is interesting. Cause I never did. I definitely started watching with the, the show proper. Let's all go get, Oh, is. did you know the Simpsons was a spinoff? No, I didn't know that. <gasps> yeah. It's the really? most successful spinoff of all time. Ooh, tell, do tell. Yeah. It, um, it original, uh, it originally started as, um, like these, these very, very short, uh, bumper inter- interstitials, um, when like when you were going to commercial in this show called the Tracy Allman show. Okay. Um, it was a show that was produced by James L. Brooks featured Tracy Allman doing a whole bunch of different uh, characters. And many of the cast members who were on the Tracy Allman show were the voices of the Simpsons characters, mostly no, most notably Dan Castellaneta who voices Homer and Julie Kavner who voices Marge and Harry Shearer. Um, and they all eventually became the voice actors of The Simpsons when it premiered in 1989 mm. um, as a spinoff show because the little bumpers were very, very uh, popular. popular. Yeah. And the first episode that was aired was a Christmas special. And then it just kind of went from there. Oh, it started so nicely. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Simpsons roasting over an open fire is one of my favorite Christmas specials. Oh, okay. <laughs> Instead of chestnuts. <laughs> exactly. That just conjures up so many images. <laughs> it's when they get their dog. It's really wonderful. It is, I didn't yeah. know they had a dog. Yeah, Santa's little helper. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what his name is. New to me. Okay. Yeah. They find him at a great they, they find him at a dog racing track. Oh, on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, and so Homer bets on him because he thinks it's a sign. Yeah, and he loses terribly. Yeah, of course. He loses. <laughs> and so he loses all his money. But then they they kick the dog out, and he runs right to Homer, and he's like, "I guess this is our dog now." And he falls in love with him. Yeah, they comes home with the dog, and that's kind of the their Christmas. Is yeah. even though they're out of money, he's like, "We got a dog," and everyone's really happy. Yeah, it's really sweet. It is. It's great. They get a cat somewhere along the way. Yeah, and <laughs> and it dies, and they get a second one. But yeah, the. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that, that Andy was talking about is uh, how he attempted to get every episode on VHS. Oh. Uh, he apparently had all but one episode, which was Lisa's Wedding. Um, Whoa. <laughs> all right. Well done, Andy. And so good for him. Uh, and he finally got the, eventually he got the episode on tape from syndication, continued watching the show through college. Apparently his nickname is, in his fraternity was Millhouse. I'm so sorry, I'm Andy. Sorry. <laughs> it's the most unfortunate name. And watched until about season 12 or so, and then felt like he couldn't do it anymore, which we've we've talked about. That's about the benchmark for that was my most cutoff. people. Yeah, yeah, that was my cutoff. 12 is a, a good kind of, all right, I'm done. Yep. And uh, last but not least, he talks about how he taught, in, he was a TA for a class in college uh, for an artificial intelligence class. And there was something about a uh, class where I determined whether someone would buy a compact car or an SUV based on their height and income. Uh, you know, most high-income people or tall people had SUVs, lower-income and shorter people had compacts, Whoa. and there was one outlier very high on the height axis but low on the income axis who had a compact, and students who didn't at least chuckle were guaranteed no higher than a B in the class, <sighs> as in the very tall man in 22 short films. Yeah. Is there so, something amusing about the size of my, my automobile? <laughs> I'm driving my automobile. This is the only automobile I can afford. 
<laughs> so that's from Andy. Thanks so much for the message, Andy. We appreciate it. Uh, love hearing people's story, as it were, yeah. uh, via email. Andy, do you still have the VHS? I'd really like to know this. Do you, you still know have he, the you know VHS he is not here right now. He cannot. <laughs> I know, but he can <laughs> Let me see if I can channel him. Just send an email back. <laughs> sure. Yeah. If you, Greg will inform we me. We want to know if you still have the VHSs. I would really like to know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean that's kind of a cool, yeah, a cool collection. If you, if you it is a them. cool collection, it's like having the original Star Wars trilogy. That's right. You could probably sell those in a few years for a good lot of money. What the original Star Wars trilogy or his his uh, Simpsons? His Simpsons tapes. Yeah, if they're first run, like if they're could be yeah first run broadcasts, then very possibly. Or hold on to them and pass them down to your grandchildren. For them to sell. If yeah. you choose to have grandchildren. It's tr- Okay, sure. <laughs> if you choose to have grandchildren. Splitting hairs That's here. so funny. Splitting hairs. That's hilarious. <laughs> Come on, guys. At that point. Not everyone wants grandchildren. At that okay? point, it's kind of out of your out of your control. <laughs> you That's what you think. ignore the fact that you've got grandchildren. <laughs> no, I didn't choose this life. I didn't choose to have you. I do not get wish out, to have my grandchildren. <laughs> I neither love nor care for you. <laughs> I would like to see my children and only my children get the grandkids out. Get out. (laughs) So that's uh, that's our mailbag for now. Uh, We also have a a bit of corrections and omissions to go through. Yeah, go for it. Corrections and omissions. Squiddly boo. It's been a while. Yeah, because we've been we've been perfect. Um, We did have a message from Vincent about something we mentioned last time on uh, Homer the Great. We talked about the couch gags and uh, how we talked about Guillermo del Toro's couch gag. Uh, we talked about the Simpsons DVDs being made in sweatshop by Koreans, sure. but that was not Del Toro's couch gag. That was actually Banksy who made that one. Sorry, Guillermo. <laughs> Guillermo made the one, the Halloween episode one, yeah. with all the horror, horror references sure. and stuff. Uh, that makes more throughout. sense. Yeah, definitely. I uh, <laughs> And uh, he says, uh, kind of snarkily at the end, Guillermo's couch gag featured horror movie references in which you guys should check out as movie fans. Who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> Coming in here, calling us How out on our mistakes. I, I, I admit I probably added the stank on it uh, with that. He probably was being very sincere about it. Like, oh, you should check it out. It's very nice. No, nah, it's and the I'm internet. Like, How dare you? <laughs> I was going to do the same yeah, it's thing. The internet. Vincent, so thank you for doing it. You cannot, uh, <laughs> cannot uh, read tone on the internet. So, so you immediately go to the worst possible. Yeah, you assume yeah. everyone's out to get you. Yeah. So it but makes do, things but, way more interesting. But actually, thank you for that correction. I I completely forgot Banksy even did one, and it was the one I was thinking of. It's pretty cool. And I have seen the Guillermo one. I just conflated them in my brain because, like I said, that's really all I watch now from the new episodes is the long ass couch gags that they do with guest animators because those are the most interesting things they do. Yeah, everything else sucks. Yeah, uh, a, a personal correction or omission I wanted to bring up that I told Greg about a while back. <laughs> I, I woke up in a cold sweat because. <laughs> <laughs> when we were discussing Homer the Great, there were some references we completely for- glossed over, didn't talk about, because they have the whole like union of the stonecutters or whatever, and there's several references there. There's Mr. T, mm-hmm. there's George W. Bush. Uh, Excuse me. Sorry, H.W. Bush. There My apologies. Uh, <laughs> That's a very important distinction, because it, it comes back later. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> yes. Who's <laughs> a popcorn conglomerate? That's so weird. <laughs> uh, and Jack Nicholson, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Kale him. Kale the fool. Uh, yeah. And then, because I do like how George H.W. is like, I'm going to have to disagree with Mr. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Orville, Jack, and Mr. Yeah. <laughs> he assumes Mr. is Mr. T's first name. Yeah. So that's just a personal correction that I wanted to bring up before I 
drove myself insane. Well, and it's also, I think, very, very important to bring that up because, as you know, we are the two bad neighbors, and that is very important to our namesake. Correct. As George H.W. Bush appears in that episode. Yes, it's very important. Uh, Let's talk about this episode, though. Let's. And Maggie Makes Three, the 13th episode of The Simpsons' sixth season. That's right. Directed by Swinton O. Scott III. In his debut direction episode. And written by Jennifer Crittenden. In her debut writing episode. Boom. Well done. Thanks. I committed that to memory. <laughs> and I believe that this I believe that Jennifer was the first female writing staff hired. She was. Yeah. So And first I think first female writing staff really, with a writing credit, like yeah, a yeah. solo writing credit. Really breaking that glass ceiling. Yeah. At, um, in nineteen ninety five. <laughs> she would actually go on to write for Seinfeld in Oh, uh, I like that show. In uh, in later years. Um, for which she would get Emmy nominations aplenty. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, I should also mention this originally aired January 22nd, 1995. Yeah, and I want to bring up just the uh, the idea because um, Homer in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the couch board gags, mm-hmm. the couch gag, comes in with the James Bond. <laughs> yeah, classic James Bond scene. Um, this was uh, 1995, was the year of uh, James Bond is back after a six-year hiatus. Oh, wow. James Bond comes back. Yeah, yeah. After was lic- right, what was the one right before Golden License to Kill. Um, was that uh, Moore? That would be Dalton. Oh, Dalton. Actually, of yeah. Course. Dalton appeared in License to Kill in the year 1989, I believe, and then 1990, 91, 92, 93, 94, Bondless. And yeah. then 95 comes out, and who do we have? It's Remington Steele himself. That's right. Pierce. That's right. The fierce Brosnan. Pierce the fierce. It's the first time he's ever been called yeah. that. I swear to God. Just came up with it. Yeah, he yeah. nailed it. <laughs> But I don't know about you guys, but uh, Goldeneye is one of my favorite Bonds. I mean, I love can I, Pierce. Can I make a confession? Yeah. I've never seen Goldeneye. What? Really? I've seen every other Pierce Brosnan Bond movie. You've seen terrible I movies. Know. So here's the thing. And people always, people always are surprised when I'm like, I'm not a fan of James Bond. I'm not a big fan. My uh, relationship with James Bond was the world is not enough. Yeah. Tomorrow never dies. Yeah. Die another day. Yeah. And then, like, a couple of the earlier ones uh, peppered throughout just on TV or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't like them. Yeah. No, totally and so fair. so I, I had no attachment when Casino Royale came out. Yeah. Uh, I finally saw it years later after it came out. I think when Quantum of Solace came out. because great. People were saying, like, it's actually, like, a, a really nice shot in the arm to the franchise. And so I watched Casino Royale. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. I, like, I like this take on it. Yeah. And uh, Quantum Solace was meh. Skyfall, I really enjoyed. Yeah, Skyfall. Spectre was garbage. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you nailed it. You just nailed it. And then I actually was going to do a journey. Oh, this was probably three, four years ago, where I was going to watch all of the James Bond movies in order. So I've watched Dr. No. Full stop. Just don't. So, <laughs> just don't. He's just shaking his head. Because I'm, I wanted yeah, to I'm start shaking from the my head. Just shaking his head. Well, have you seen the Bond movies? Have you seen... Not all of them. Uh, what, like, have you... Are you I've like, watched a smattering. Are you, mm-hmm. are you a Pierce? Are you a Pierce lady? I'm a very big fan of Pierce Brosnan because yeah. he's hot. Super. Yeah, he's super <laughs> like, charming. He's really like... Yeah. No matter how old he is, you're like, that's a good looking man. Oh, he's a very good looking man. But I don't... Have you seen Mamma Mia? Yes. <laughs> uh... He, <laughs> 
<laughs> listening to. I'm just saying. I, yes. It, it, it was kind of a boner kill for me like personally. It wasn't quite like that, Greg. No, it's it's hard to listen to him sing. Yeah, is, that's what yeah. I mean. It was it was a boner kill for me in terms uh, of my love for Pierce Brosnan. It's kind of a boner. like, oh, don't do that, man. But but him and Meryl Streep really like swept me off my feet. Sure. Those okay. are like the 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 like when silver fox singing. that is you know. Well, almost Silver Fox. That is Pierce Brosnan. Getting there. And then Meryl <laughs> Streep, my queen. Mm. Yes, that's like I'm pretty good. Overrated. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I almost hate you. <laughs> Everybody's like, Beyonce is my queen. It's, just, it's, just, it's, queen. it's funny because he doesn't Meryl mean Streep that. No, I'm just queen. quoting uh, the, pre- the 45th president of the United States. Who? Donald J. Trump. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Politics? Uh. Hmm. <laughs> no thanks. Meryl Streep called him out, and so he was like, "Ah, she's overrated." And no, I like, remember. All right, relax. <laughs> sure, I remember. It <laughs> was the last fine. Golden Gloves. You don't need not the, this past anyway. one, but the one before that. So, yeah. Long story short, yeah, uh, I haven't watched a lot of Bond movies, yeah. but I want to one day. And Goldeneye is probably when I should because I hear people say it's one of the best. Goldeneye is excellent. Yeah, and I, you I know, know what? I've played it. the video game a lot. You know, the classic N64. Oh, I know the video game. <laughs> Goldeneye. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of understand the plot based on that. <laughs> you think you do. <laughs> but you have no idea. I know Sean Bean is a traitor. Oh. But was that really a twist? Well, it, it isn't at now. <laughs> if I had seen it at the time, it probably would have been. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I didn't know yeah. Sean Bean was. Um, it has one of my favorite things in any James Bond movie, which is two double O agents working together, hmm. which you never see. And like any other James Bond movies, you like you get a mention of like, oh, 008's on assignment, 009's getting his thing going, uh-huh. and then like let's give the assignment <laughs> to 007. <laughs> Take that to mean whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> getting his thing going. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> I do want to say too that the GoldenEye video game skewed my uh, my knowledge of the Bond franchise because I assumed Jaws, Odd Job. Uh, probably some others were all in Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because uh, <laughs> they have them as playable characters. Flagrant error. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when people are like, "Oh, like what movie is Jaws in?" Like as a trivia or something, I'm like, "Oh, Goldeneye, of course." So like, what is wrong with you? Get out! I'm like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, so- no, my good man. Don't you know that Jaws is in the Spy Who Loved Me? <laughs> Loved. <laughs> <laughs> it is British, right? British people because I'm because ED that way because Bond is exceedingly Bond British. Is British <laughs> Don't you see? <laughs> I do say what what? <laughs> the Scotch is showing, darling. <laughs> the Scotch is showing. Oh boy! Put it away. So, what did we think of this episode <laughs> overall, friends? This is a uh, this is uh, I want to say the fourth flashback episode. What do we got? Way, we way have we the was, way we was. We have I married Marge. I mar- yep, it would be the fourth then. Then uh, Lisa's first word. Yep, and I married March. Or <laughs> and then makes to, three. And then back to I married March. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the fifth. Yeah, they kind of do a loop back around because you count married March twice. <laughs> That's right. Everybody knows this. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Bryn knows this. <laughs> yeah, I did. yeah, I really did. I did. Yeah. But so we have seen in the flashbacks, we've basically seen the story of how he met Marge yeah, and then how he married Marge yeah. and essentially how Bart got born as well mm-hmm. in that same episode. And then we saw Lisa's birth mm-hmm. in uh, Lisa's first word. And then, so now we're finally learning about Maggie's birth yeah. and how that came about. So it's, I've said, I think I've said this with most of the flashback episodes where it's not a huge laugh filled episode. Yeah. 
compared to some of the ones that I'm like busting a gut the entire time. But it's really important for the lore, for my uh, fandom, as it were, you know, like knowing how all this came about. Uh, And it has a very sweet ending. It's so important for who Homer is as a person. It's true, yeah. Who he... It redeems him quite a bit in the eyes of somebody that doesn't really know the the whole story mm. and whose impression of it is like, is very much that Homer's a pretty like <laughs> self-serving, almost heartless character. Not in the sense that he's like, he is malicious in any way, just that he's so not interested in the rest of his family or the world he lives in. Yeah. Generally speaking, Homer is always, almost always portrayed as a lovable oaf who means well. Yeah, and just barely lovable. Lovable because he <laughs> isn't, he really isn't malicious. Yeah. Nothing that he does, at least in my experience and what we've like talked about this evening, <laughs> seems at all like, like he's out to get or to hurt anyone, particularly not his family. Yeah. But it seems like he's really, really negligent as a person. Yeah, well, and that, uh, that does touch on the concept of jerk-ass Homer, which we talk about on this podcast many a time. It gets very difficult to watch. This is one of the reasons why I think Alan and I both stopped watching is because they do make they that kind of shift. That mm-hmm. And make it seem like he is malicious. Like he yeah. is malicious? Yeah. yeah. It's very hard to watch the show. See, that would be that. hard. Yeah. That would be really hard. Yeah, where he's just a jerk purposefully. He knows yeah. he's causing harm, but he just, because he's so self-centered, he doesn't care. And that becomes less endearing and less interesting to watch. Yeah. I think maybe the best example of, is, is him in this episode, almost sitting on Maggie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he almost sits on her and then Lisa grabs her and it's like, dad grabs her. And then he's like, hi Maggie. Yeah. And he's, pats her head. And he's, he's just so oblivious, but he's, but he loves his daughter. Yeah. yeah. So much. And that seems like, like any character that I've experienced, um, I've even performed characters that are like this where they're just, they're, they're so self-serving, but they're almost childlike, right? Yeah. Like there's this pursuit of something that of a basic need of some kind of food or sleep or sex or whatever. And it's, it's kind of charming in that. And, uh, he, at, he actually was the most charming aspect of this one, even over like Mags and <clears throat> everybody else, you know? Did you call her Mags? So, uh, sorry, I called her Mags. That's okay. I, I just like say, that. Yeah. Nobody else does. <laughs> I called her Mags. First time I've heard it. Yeah, I think you're the only person who's ever done that. <laughs> I have a couple friends called Maggie and I call them Mags. Gotcha. So, um, that explains it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like he was quite he was quite endearing in this. So for, for my my dad hates The Simpsons. Because he, was, I, he, I was really worried where that was going. My dad hates me, you know, and hates I was like, "Oh no, Whoa. <laughs> we're getting deep in." Whoa, this is going, sitting on Dr. Lowenstein's couch like tonight, rocking and, in the corner, like guys, yeah. I have to confess something on the air. <laughs> this was a bad episode for me to watch <laughs> about bad. a father loving his daughter. He never put a picture up at me of me in his office ever. <laughs> he has no pictures of me. Ugh. He's destroyed them all. No, no, no. He uh, ab- <laughs> absolutely hates The Simpsons yeah. because, uh, and he doesn't like the Berenstein Bears for the exact same reason. Because he doesn't like the idea of portraying dads as negligent, right? And dads right. Is as Papa Bear like that. Yeah, he's, Papa he's Bear a lovable of like always okay. making yeah. mistakes, and like Mama Bear kind of comes in and she I read picks, those books all the, the time, but I retained very little. So it was hard for me because I loved the Berenstein Bears, yeah. and my dad didn't like reading them to us when we were kids because he didn't want to reinforce he was a stay-at-home dad for the first chunk mm. of our lives, and he didn't want to be associated to to a dad that just messed things up and didn't uh, didn't like take care of things as much as mom did. That must have been tough though. Like what 
<laughs> I'm just trying to think of any examples, especially in the 90s, of good father. No, it would have been it, <laughs> it's it, pretty it, big here, trope. Well, of like well here it rumbling. is. Here, here it is. It's it. It would have been Cosby. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's a we, good. I never watched. Bill he Cosby. plays a good dad. And he does actually in those in those shows in, in, in the shows in the shows. I'm not nothing else but like at the time. Uh huh. <laughs> that was a very like heartwarming show. I have yeah. to. I have to like. Put, baby put steps here caveat there uh, yeah put this very big asterisk there <laughs> at the time the show was a huge hit and he was a uh positive role model as a father figure mm-hmm. yeah and is a good invested yes you know dad yeah, i guess i guess actually in, the, in the show when i think about it <laughs> yes <laughs> when i think about it actually the 90s is when that shift started to happen because mm-hmm. definitely like from the 50s on it was the bumbling stupid jerk dad mm. yeah. in sitcoms but Cosby show uh I'd even say full house um yeah bob bob saget bob saget yeah. uh, and even like uncle the the uncles you know all three yeah. are essentially father figures yeah. and i mean those kinds of sitcoms portray the the dads or the dad as goofy and make jokes a lot, of course. Mm-hmm. But when it comes right down to it, they're actually going to dole out good advice to their children. Yeah. What about the Fresh Prince? Fresh Prince as well, yeah. That's another great Uncle example. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil, yeah. yep. He's a, one, he's a great father figure. In yeah. the sense that he's absolutely... He, he like, proactively pursues his kids. Like, yeah. he, he wants to be a part of their lives. I actually remember a lot of that from Fresh Prince. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Being like, that is a, that's a good dad. Even to, like, even to the... the, the, the one of the best parts is he's even a good dad to the kid that he doesn't have to be. Yeah. yeah. A good dad to. His too. nephew. Yeah. Yeah. His nephew by marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very important to No, it is. Yeah. It actually is. Right? He could just be like, I don't know you. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't. And there's those episodes when his when his dad comes back and it's, it's really, really beautiful. His moment, like, th- doesn't hurt that they're really good actors. Mm-hmm. But they... There's some really really great moments in there. Oh, that um, ending kills me every time. Yeah, like the how come he he doesn't want me? How come he don't want me, man? Yeah, uh, that was also uh, like an unscripted moment when Uncle Phil hugs Will Smith. Oh, really? Because Will Smith, the actor, the person, the human being, also had like a bad father uh, figure in his life. Uh, I don't know if it's exactly the same as the the dad in the show, but that moment where he tears up says, "How come he don't want me, man?" That's like a almost. It's pretty much a genuine Will Smith person, yeah. Uh, thing that's happening, and and mm-hmm. the James Avery, the actor who plays Uncle Phil, saw that and immediately just jumps in and hugs him. And it's so like, it, I mean, it's heartwarming enough as it is. But even knowing that now, knowing that backstory as well, it's even more. It hits me even harder. So <laughs> it's hard for me to watch that episode. To be honest, can't wait for your review. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Alan looks weak in the knees. Oh, it's it's, it's tough, just, man. It's kind of like Father me stuff, at the end of this episode. Yeah, that's very true. Father very stuff very in true. general gets me. Yeah, it hits me pretty hard. Like Finding Nemo. Yeah, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, Father and Son. I anyway. feel like it's something we don't end up <laughs> seeing actually as often as as we crave it. This in societally, at least, I feel like we love seeing a dad that participates. Yeah, yeah. but and well, I know a lot of dads that are just as like they participate a mm-hmm. lot proactively, but mm-hmm. you don't actually necessarily see it. And so in like. A, you know, entertainment or social media. It's yeah. not really portrayed. Well, and like moms. I said, that is like why I wanted to bring up the fact that it does, like you said, does kind of shift in the nineties yeah. to start having more of that representation. And I'd say more so nowadays, like there's, I'm sure there's shows, I don't watch enough TV, but I'm sure there's shows where it is all about a single dad, you know, mm. not just, you know, a good dad in a nuclear family, yeah. but 
yeah, especially these days, it's it's probably more prevalent, but there's just so much out there now that it's hard to hone in on yeah. those things. Yeah. There's too much too much entertainment, guys. There's no <laughs> well, there isn't there isn't a Simpsons now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't in, in the Yeah, something that's I feel like there is, universal. It's, it's people people had their time with the Simpsons. Well, the thing is, um, what I mean by there isn't a Simpsons now is I mean there's there isn't a show that you would go to a, that that you can go to like on let's say if it was early Simpsons it would be like on a on a Sunday night mm-hmm. you would go out to a bar and that's what would be playing. No way, yeah. really? In the bar, yeah. Now that is bizarre. That's completely bizarre. And everyone in the bar is quiet. The only thing they're doing is laughing when they're when the when the show is fun. Really? To, yeah. This is this is. True fact, this is how big the several guests, was. actually. Yeah. That's completely bizarre for the world we live in. It's now. Oh, yeah. unheard maybe, of. Maybe for the city that we live in. Like, it's a, it's like a sports city, but... Well, it's also just the fact this that... This happened in Toronto? This happened in New York? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, this is... So we just consume entertainment so differently these we days. We do. There's not... Like, we, you know, we go to Simpsons Trivia and watch episodes, and it's that same kind of idea, but it's because the, it's a planned event, and they bring the DVDs. Yeah. It's not... You know, oh, The Simpsons is starting soon. Everyone come and uh, and watch it at the correct time. Yeah, because no one. Uh, we talked no about this, Grayson. No like one, no one builds their life around the TV schedule TV. anymore. You you schedule TV around your life. Yeah. So it's you know there'll still be viewing parties for things and stuff like that, but it's not something like that where you would go to a place because you know Simpsons is starting at seven. We need to be there, and you know that's how I enjoy watching it. Yeah. So, anywho, mm-hmm. only sports gets watched that way. Yeah. Only sports. Exactly. Because and people they make it impossible not to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, broadcast. So, yeah, like subscribe to <laughs> subscribe to NHL Game Center and watch all the games you want, except for local ones. Yep. They're oh. all blacked out. <laughs> and I like subscribe to a sports uh, package with my cable provider because I wanted to watch some Flames games on TV at home. And, and then I was like, oh, I'll watch some Canadiens games too. And it's like, you can't watch this game. It's not in your zone. And I'm like, what? what is going on? <laughs> Why am I subscribed to this channel if it's all blacked out? Yeah. So over oh. 120 channels <laughs> locked out. <laughs> Did you like this episode? You know, I I found it um, kind of somber mm-hmm. in, uh, in a lot of ways. It was really nice to kind of, it was almost nostalgic to be able to watch a Simpsons episode again. Um, and I've been really interested in cartoons lately, so it's been really cool to like go back to kind of the roots of where uh, animation is now versus then. You know, like it was very very cool. It was kind of a somber episode though, um, so I didn't giggle as much as I <laughs> thought I would giggle. Yeah. It was fun to kind of hear Greg over on the side like <laughs> throwing comments and then giggling every once in a while. But um, I did enjoy the episode for the most part. But it was different than what I thought. You know it what I think be. it is? I think that the because I said this about the flashback episodes. Flashback episodes are generally just the family. Yeah. What's great about the Simpsons is the supporting cast. Yeah. I find the supporting cast ninety eight percent of the time more funny than the the family. Yeah, Homer's, most, Homer's probably the one exception. Like the, he gets Homer, the most laughs. Homer gets the most laughs of the per family capita, easily, as it were. Yeah. Everyone else <laughs> around them is like. I mean, like in a in a Bart story, probably Homer or Milhouse are going to get the most laughs. Yeah, in a but Bart you don't story. have like you have some burns, but not a lot of burns. You don't and have the, any Skinner. One of the best parts about the <laughs> fact that you get some burns yeah. in this is the, everything he's in is funny. Yeah, it's all funny. 
Um, but you're right. There's there's a noticeable lack of the supporting cast. Yeah. Which is just, like I said, it's kind of normal for the flashback episodes because it is focusing on their fam- their home life generally. Yeah. Uh, we see Hibbert because he's their family doctor, and that makes sense. His haircut's like Arsenio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a reference it's a, to Arsenio Hall who hosted a talk show in the oh, 90s okay. save it for the reference desk right? oh, sorry my bad <laughs> Let me just jumping re- all over the place <laughs> just for we have a that. very spe- specific system <laughs> you know I see that as a first time guest on the show <laughs> you can see me fucking very, the rigidity very of yes. this system that's right and I'm fucking it all up <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, no supporting cast, which yeah. makes it less funny. Yeah, I'm just saying. I was I was looking at what episode we're doing next, which I'll get to, and it's it's probably one of the funniest episodes <laughs> based on the the stuff I was scrolling through, and a lot of it has to do with it has the whole town mm. as part of the plot, whereas this is just very compact into this into the family. The story, I think, is very important because it basically shows that Homer wouldn't be at the nuclear power plant because there's, I feel like there's maybe been something that was discussed. Uh, You know, I'm trying to picture myself in the time of the 90s, the early 90s when the show was huge and maybe people were on message boards and stuff, you know, talking about like, why does Homer keep working at the nuclear power plant? Like, Like, aside from the money, you know. Is money really the only reason? Arguably, it is. Yeah. Because he needs it to support his family. He is a... Um, he's not... Is he Is he a high school graduate yet? Uh, when does he go back and do that? That's Homer Goes to College. No, yeah. Homer Goes to College, he gets his GED or whatever. Yeah. And that's um, happened. Yeah, that's happened. So he is a high school graduate, barely. Yeah. Um, and it's like... He says it in the episode. It's the only place a guy like me could earn enough money mm-hmm. to have a family of, uh, to have a wife and a family of three, mm-hmm. and a dog and a cat, mm-hmm. and not to mention a beautiful house. That's right, and two cars. Mm-hmm. Um, he lives. Dream. He lives in a palace. He does. Lobster <laughs> um, for dinner for, for like as uh, one parent working. Yeah, That's, it's, that yeah, is in yeah. the, the rating of today. Yeah, that is a palace. It's pretty incredible. That's it's, remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable that he that he Homer can do that. Yeah, and he's absolutely right. The power plant is the only place, literally the only place that he could make that sort of money. To me, it is the equivalent of Fort McMurray. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Sure. It's the equivalent of Fort McMurray in Alberta. Which means nothing to a lot of our listeners. So well, not to a lot of our <laughs> listeners, true. But Fort, I'm, like, I'm not going to go through it. But um, everywhere has that place. Yes. Right? Um, if if it was the place that we're talking about, like if, if it was like we're talking about my dad growing up, that place would be the lumber mill, the sawmill. Yeah. Where they, like the pulp and paper mill um, in northern Ontario. That's where you would work. You would work at the mill. You would work at the plant. You would work at the oil sands yeah. if you were un, untrained, or I guess what they call it, unskilled labor. Mm-hmm. And they would set you to work there, and you would make a killing at it. Um, well, or you, or you, you'd you, make enough to. You would support. make enough. You yeah. would make enough for your family, your two cars, and your house payments. Yeah. Um, it was something certainly to live by. Yeah, and but I feel like this episode really does put that in per, into perspective of how much Homer actually does 
work in a way, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we see many episodes where he, his work is a joke, but yeah. the fact that he has chosen to stay at the plant despite his clear hatred of it, because mm-hmm. we do see in this episode, he does not like working there. Yeah. Right. <gasps> Uh, his dream job is the bowling alley for whatever reason, but (laughs) he loves bowling. Yeah. I think that that's why I found this such a somber episode because I feel like my dad had a really similar, uh, work experience. He was an actor and then had to become a carpenter. And so because of a family, right. Mm -hmm. I feel like there are so many dads and moms that have had to find a job and, make that job work for the rest of their lives because what's really important is the fact that they love their kids, right? Like, and it doesn't matter that they're miserable for the end for the whole day or it does matter, but they kind of grit their teeth and like drive through it Mm -hmm. because it's, (laughs) it's really, it it was really important for a really long time. And I, I hope it's still really important to, to maintain or, um, to establish a safe place for both yourself and your kids, right? Like babies happen and you have to kind of like, (laughs) you have to, you have to like tie up your shoes and go out the door and like make it work. And unfortunately that's a really sad life, you know, 90% of the time and 10, 10% of the time you get to like be at the birthday party and you're like, it's so worth it. (laughs) And it's like, you're covered in chocolate and it's going to be terrible to clean, but you're so (laughs) worth it. You know, but it's, it, it is a, it's a hard reality of being a human being in the modern world that we have to, we really have to slog through a job. And I think that's why I found it so somber. (laughs) I was like, Oh gosh, this is my future, right? Like my, my life will be at some point committing to a task because it's more important to have a safe place and and people that I love around me rather than you know the dream job that I planned out when I was I've heard people 15. I heard, heard people say uh, who become parents that once you're a parent you're not living your life for you anymore you're yeah. living your life for your kid yeah and I mean I've I've seen that with friends and family who who have kids and it's one of a uh, hundred reasons why I don't plan to ever have kids uh, <laughs> as enough. much as that may sound no, no, selfish, it's, it's fair enough. Both way, both things are totally valid. Yeah, they really yeah. I truly do believe that. Really if you want to do that and live your life for yourself, power to you. If you want to yeah. do it and live your life for your for a child, that's that's amazing. That's what some people yeah. want. Yeah. yeah, that's if that's what you if whatever it is that you want to do and you're doing it good. And we have a, we have the privilege now within Mm -hmm. the modern millennial generation to actually make that distinction for ourselves rather than be like, these are the criteria of what it is to be a a quality human being. You actually, we have the right now to kind of go, actually, I, I know for a fact that I am a person that isn't going to be a good parent. You know, I've got a couple of friends uh, that I keep asking, are, are you guys going to have kids? You, they're, they're a gay couple and and I'm such a cliche. I'm like, oh my gosh, please have kids so that I can take care of them. I want to be their auntie. And, and I keep bugging, I keep bugging them. I've pestered them for years, kids? like six years now I've pestered them about having kids and they've both gone, no, we, we don't think we'd be quality parents. We can't be able to give, we don't want to be able to give 24 hours mm-hmm. a day to to each other, this is a loving relationship, but to each other, let alone offspring, right? Like we know that we're individuals that need a, 
a tremendous amount of independent time. And so it like, yeah, I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong because we've like, we see surrounding us people that have made the exact same choice as Homer mm-hmm. who have like gotten a job and lived their lives as, uh, within that position and committed their whole lives to their kids and then hated their kids. Right. Like yeah. it's better to make the choice to, to not or to, and, and live with that decision you know, like versus to be kind of forced into it in forced a way, into which, it, and which like, you could argue is definitely what happens with Homer based yeah. on his his three flashbacks uh, in this episode where he pulls his hair out each time a new child is announced. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite things about Homer is what this episode I think truly reveals is that he knows in his heart that his kids are the best thing he's ever done. Hmm. Maybe not the boy, but <laughs> the. <laughs> That would be a Homer joke. He would yeah, he yes, would say that. Yes. Um, but like <laughs> he definitely knows Lisa is one of the greatest things he's ever done, mm. um, and he knows Maggie is not far behind. Mm. Like he he knows this, mm-hmm. um, and he knows his life is best served making theirs better. Yeah. Um, and he's made his peace with that, which is why I tear up every time I see do it for her. Yeah. Um, it's one of. It's not it's not on the level of daddy right. of that, but it's it's pretty close. It's yeah, his relationship with Maggie just just gets to me. And it's it's the fact that he knows that she is worth it that makes me Do you think that if they uh, relate to Homer, I think, I, I oh. guess. That's very nice. <laughs> yeah. It's so lovely. Yes. <laughs> Do you think that if they for whatever reason made the decision early on to age their characters as they go. Do you think that that kind of feeling, do you think, I guess, I guess my question is like, what, what would they have turned Maggie into? <laughs> you oh, know what I mean, um, a, a pop witch star? because she can conjure <laughs> things. Do you notice in that episode? Okay. She's born. She's uh-huh. like in she, Homer's arms she is born, and yes. she just conjures a pacifier. Oh yes. From the edge of the screen. She is a witch. I was yeah, like, it's part of the lore. Yeah. Clearly Homer has, has recessive genes here. <laughs> she's getting a Hogwarts letter. Oh, <laughs> uh, the owl comes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the question was the aging <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always something I've been curious about because it seemed like at first they did have, I mean, they obviously didn't know how long they were going to last at the time, but mm-hmm. it seems like they did have the plan to have uh, seasons change, time pass. Bart and Lisa both celebrate birthdays. Oh, and Maggie. Mm-hmm. All three of them have had, I think, one birthday on the show. Mm-hmm. And they obviously just dropped that eventually and kept everyone frozen in their age limbo. But if they had decided to continue aging them like would would that undercut like for example maggie's first word that's a very important moment and would that get undercut by when she starts talking because arguably that's her first word but no one heard it so they would think her first word was something else or maybe it would still be daddy whatever but would that moment be less important less impactful if we see her talking up a storm later on as a little toddler a little you know Michelle Tanner from <laughs> Full House. My like, I I I have no doubt that it would be unbearable. Yeah. Uh, if Maggie actually spoke all the time, it would. Uh, unless they did it like, which they wouldn't, because it's not the <laughs> same show. I, the only thing I can think of is Ike from South Park. Right. How it's just the writers' kids of the show, and they're just like. 
Like, talking to the microphone. Yeah, talking to the microphone, kid. Dongy raping shit eater. It's like, that's hilarious. <laughs> they literally get like a two year old to say those that's things. That's completely horrifying. I, know. <laughs> completely I mean, she doesn't know what she's saying. Every single one. This is a just, fun fact. Every single one of the, of, the, of the South Park writers who has ever had a kid has that kid has been the voice of Ike. At one point hmm. or another. I thought it was just Matt's kid the whole time. No, the kid grew up. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. But I figured that maybe they had a surplus of sound bites. That they no, they make Ike the a bigger part at later seasons. Like, they have to add more okay. stuff. And it's it's very funny uh, to hear a two-year-old Sounds say that. But like that, that obviously <laughs> wouldn't work in yeah. The Simpsons. Um, the one of my favorite parts about Maggie is that she's mute yet incredibly intelligent, mm-hmm. and you can see it in the things that she does. Yeah. Um. So much like how you don't show your horror movie monster, don't show the baby the, duck the blossoming potential of this of this mute character because the things that we can imagine her doing is more impressive than the things that she actually does, unless it's of course taking a sniper rifle and shooting at people from the window. She does that against like Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That's I a scene I have seen. <laughs> yeah. Holy, that's upsetting. Oh. Yeah, she In does the that. context of today, that's super. It's very upsetting. <laughs> super upsetting. I mean, any context is pretty yeah. upsetting. I know, but particularly right now, it's <laughs> like, especially I feel now, like yeah. I've had like three newsfeed updates like in yeah. the past two weeks about somebody Children shooting somebody. Yeah. Well, I mean, today there was a, or yesterday, there was a 12-year-old that opened fire in a classroom no. in California. Yeah, true story. I didn't see that one. Yeah. You're nailing it, America. Vibe kill. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, don't grow up. Yeah, please don't. Got to keep that freedom. Yep. <clears throat> freedom isn't free, y'all. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to the reference desk? I'm um, really sad. Yeah, let's go there. It's a depressing conversation. It's a good turn. Let's go there and make it better. Let's go there and make it all better. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah, that's one of them. Uh, when Homer says, we're going to make it after all, and then throws the bowling ball up into the air and it crashes it into crashes the bowling down. lane. That is from... Why wasn't he fired from that? That's my greatest fear, going to a bowling alley. It's it like destroying it's, the very, floor. This is another reason why I wanted to have you on this episode, because it's a very bowling-based episode. I love bowling. Yeah. Is you, it... I love Well, I mean, bowling. there's a lot of bowling in it. Is there? Well, they show how the pins are made. Yeah. Yeah, it's, pretty big, bowling, it's a pretty big digression. Um, <laughs> I'd say Pin Pal or Team Homer is more of a Yeah, it is, but this was now. And, right. and it's, it's a big bowling alley, too. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a nice bowling alley. Barney's yeah. Bowlerama. Yeah. Yeah, apparently Barney. Nephew. Uh, Barney yeah, which is apparently because uh, it's his nephew. Yeah. Oh, okay. What was the, what was the <laughs> uncle's name? Al. Al or Steve is a, is well, a Steve. Re- revolting I mean, human being. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> like he, he has stains all over his shirt. Yeah, like, bring three rags and a change of pants. It was just. <laughs> did Homer ask? Why? He was like, "Why? You'll know when we get there." Uh, or something. You'll happens, know when it happens. You'll know. <laughs> it's like, what is that? Just being like, oh gosh, judging by the color of the stains on yeah. your shirt, <laughs> it's just terrible. <Yeah>. Disgusting. <laughs> anyway, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Uh, and Baby Makes Three is a 1949 film that this title takes the oh, takes from. That makes a lot more. And Maggie sense Makes now. Three. Yeah. 
James Bond, we talked about at the top. Uh, yeah. Knight Rider. Yeah. There's a Night clear boat. reference to Knight Rider with Night Boat. Yeah. There's always a crime an solving boat. Or a canal. Or Fjord. Knight Rider was, of course, a television program with uh, David Hasselhoff. The, uh, it's, it's what is it? What is it? Uh, don't don't yell. There's no need to yell, Michael. I'm, I'm all, all around, around you. you. <laughs> yeah, so creepy. Yes. Uh, I'd also want to mention that the voice of Knight Rider in the TV show was Mr. Feeney. That's right. Uh, William Daniels from Boy Meets World. Yeah. You ever so watch B- Boy Meets World? Boy Meets World. No, I never uh, watched TGIF Fridays. When it's Boy Meets World. It's Boy Meets World. When it's Boy Meets World. Wow. It's got Ben Savage, Fred Savage's older brother. Yeah. And Night Night Rider and Rider Strong. Dreamboat of the nineties. The uh, the guy who plays uh, Terry McGinnis. Um, Who's that? The guy who plays his brother, Eric Terry, Matthews. Terry McGinnis, though. What's that? Yeah, Terry McGinnis is Batman Beyond. Okay. <laughs> Eric Matthews, yeah. Wow. Uh, William Friedel is the actor's That's name. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really it's, like Boy Meets World. I do, too. It's a great show. It's a great Topanga? Show. Topanga? Nice. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> she had terrible hair. She had so you know. know. <laughs> What? So you do know. <laughs> I you know were it. Pretending. I know it. We tricked you. <laughs> okay. Ah, okay. gotcha journalism. <laughs> you know what I remember? <laughs> gotcha. Boy Means World, never heard of it. Yeah, I like Topanga. No, oh, she had I terrible hair. Aha! <laughs> of course I'd heard of it. I just never watched it. I remember just passing it on the family channel and being like, oh, bad hair. Ah, <laughs> but you knew her name was Topanga. Yes, yeah, so I mean it's a very know unique that her name. name Topanga. To be fair, it is. Yeah, it's like Hermione Granger. Yeah, there are people actually named Hermione. I know that's amazing yeah. to me. Hermione Granger. <laughs> Whoa, that's what Maggie Smith sounds like. Okay. <laughs> that's, I'm pretty sure that that's a that hard terrifying. no. That's a hard no for Maggie Smith. Oh, She'd boy. hear that and, and and be insulted. Oh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I would not like to insult the dame. <laughs> Pepsi Crystal. Yeah. There's a reference yeah. in the quote I said at the beginning with yeah. the clear beverage craze. Yeah. Uh, one would argue it's not a craze. It really wasn't. Because it bombed. Yeah. It lasted <laughs> a day. And I believe now you like unopened uh, Pepsi Crystal bottles are very expensive. Like you could sell them for a lot of money. And people buy them and like drink them on YouTube and it's so weird. That's what we oh. that's what entertainment is these days. Well, people also just do like headbutt bread and then just smush their face into bread and we call that entertainment. So that's well that's what I mean. I've never it's seen all, that, but sure. It's all very You've never seen that? Never oh seen we have it's some it's YouTube. Just everything. Okay. <laughs> uh Star Trek referenced. Uh the kind of dream sequence with the terrorists. That's uh, clearly a Hans Gruber esque terrorist Die speaking hard. to uh, yeah. Homer. Yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> they were like, what did they were they were freelance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was kind of funny. Kind of funny. This comedy show had some <laughs> yeah. funny moments. Weird. They were like freelance terrorists, and my my <laughs> brain automatically went to like they're like privatized terrorists. <laughs> yeah. I never really thought about that. That was funny to me. Dick Clark. Oh yeah, Dick Clark's birthday. Harass Dick Clark. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Dick Clark on Leno, Dick Clark on Letterman, Dick Clark's birthday, harassed Dick Clark. Yeah. So either he like really liked him for a while and then like got mad at him really quickly or uh, or he just takes 
tabs of Dick Clark's I don't know what it is, but like Homer does uh, some weird shit. So it's true. Let's chalk it up to that. From here to eternity, Homer and Marge r- rolling around on the beach. Oh, oh that's yeah. what that's from. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Bryn knows. Oh. I like the romance. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Marge is my favorite character in the whole Simpsons. So. Oh really? Oh. I absolutely love her. So I, I was like watching that whole like flashback thing and I was like even though she's I no, love her dress even though she's no Harvey Globetrotter <laughs> I have no idea what that reference Don't engage is him. for <laughs> no idea <laughs> watch out for the shack attack Marge says that when, uh, okay she's like oh. hey Bart why don't we play the basketball I know yeah. Harvey Globetrotter but <laughs> he's like Ugh. and then she's like watch out for the shack attack and she's dribbling it and he's like standing there sad and then she throws it at his face <laughs> and he goes ow and she's like I told you to watch out <laughs> <laughs> great episode Probably one of my good favorite Margit mom. moments yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a great moment it's a Great moment Good teaching me yeah. moment <laughs> For a mom Yeah Always watch out Always for the watch out for the shark attack, attack. Uh, Look who's talking The kind of sperm journey Is reminiscent of that movie That was revolting <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the actual sperm moment Or Homer like acting it out Like The actual doing his sperm I thought the like Dance move that he was that's doing just Was biology, like pretty, uh, pretty amazing but, That's like, how we're all made little Homer heads That's yeah, yeah That's how we're made That's how That's just I am absolutely That's just science class Completely aware Of the way a baby is made <laughs> Gentlemen Doesn't But if, the, if, if sperms look like Homer's No I'm Well I'm, not all sperms I'm Just Homer's pretty, Homer's yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty out of that <laughs> it's so upsetting. <laughs> All right. Jacques? Oh, yeah. It's a cameo. Are they referencing uh, themselves? An, there? In, an in-house reference, as yeah. it were. Which makes sense. It's bowling alley. Mm, He's bowling still there. Yeah. He's probably lonely. Yeah. Uh, the song that plays during the bowling pin creation. Mm. That's called Powerhouse by Raymond Scott. And that is almost universally known as the assembly line song Mm. from Warner Brothers cartoons. Yeah. And apparently they were very happy to include it in The Simpsons because they were all fans of like Looney Tunes and stuff. Nice. So that's cool. Uh, Arsenio Hall. Yeah. You've spoiled that one. <laughs> My bad. It's fine. Uh, yeah, Hibbert's hair was designed to look like Arsenio Hall. Uh, who? Mm, do you know who that is? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, but not just because you're younger than me, but because <laughs> it's like also most that people. I have no most people don't know who Arsenio Hall is. Like, he's kind of dropped into. His I know obscurity. the name, but I don't know the person. Like, I. He I, had like a talk show, and people would whoop. whoop. That's about all I know. Wubble up a dub dub. <laughs> <laughs> they do that. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore show and uh, arguably Charles Dickens slash Christmas Carol with little Joey. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Like it's kind I would of a say, tiny Tim. I, I would say more of an Oliver. Yeah. But Oliver it's that, that kind of, yeah. I mean, Dickens in general. He likes to write Tim. those yeah. characters. But as somebody the, that's the orphans who cough into a rag and yeah. you know that they're going to die soon. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, yeah. we'll get to California one day. Sure, sure we will. will, Mr. Homer. Sure we will. Thanks, and Hank. He, and it's like, no, no, he won't. No, you're dead. <laughs> you died three minutes after he left. Yeah. That's it. Nice. Bye. Okay. <laughs> uh, favorite joke? Hard stop. Everyone? Yeah, I got a couple. Go for it. Uh, I really like the... <laughs> Hibbert claiming that a baby sells for a lot of money. <laughs> $60,000. Yeah. 
on the open market. And then, oh, that was merely a test. If he acted differently, he'd be in jail right now. Uh, I just like the idea that Hibbert secretly sells babies. Because, ah. you know, Scream no one in great. Springfield is a good person. No one. No one. Uh, also, the it's not, it's not my favorite joke, but it's just one I wanted to point out because mm. I think it's a very good joke that we see a lot in The Simpsons. It's the screw you audience joke. And it's... Uh, <laughs> Patty and Selma, yeah, yeah. Uh, calling A. Aronson and whatever Zakowski, and it obviously is supposed to be. Oh, they went through the entire phone book. She's like, and you can miss it. Like you might not even realize what the I joke is. I didn't realize. You yeah. just pointed this out. So, yeah. after, after after she says, "Just thought you'd like to know, Mr. Zakowski." She goes, "There, Aronson and Zakowski are the two biggest gossips in this city." So they just made those two phone calls, but the way that they edited it made it seem as though they yeah, were going got, through the entire. I phone was book. like. Whoa! You just did like a, a like free like it changed, but you, it was just two calls. Yeah, I was like, "What?" It's a classic Simpsons esque yeah. joke. Didn't even get my favorite that. joke though. One of my favorite jokes in the series is in his dream, and he beats up the terrorists, and he says, "Homer ten, terrorist eight. <laughs> For some reason, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even in his fantasy. The terrorist still, you know, got some got some good licks in. Yeah, he barely won. Yeah, he just edged him out. It's not terrorist zero. Yeah, they got eight. It's funny. I love it. Um, <laughs> are you thinking of one right now? Are you thinking of a favorite joke? Yeah. Okay, good. Do you want to go? Well, sure. <laughs> I like the one where where uh, <laughs> where he comes back to the nuclear power plant and he has to crawl through the door <laughs> and like, like it looks like he goes in and it looks like it's just gonna be really short but he goes out the other end and he's dirty and yeah he's and out. coughing and, and then what clearly it was burns, a journey of some kind burns yeah. down and is like he, he's like here you are crawling back <laughs> and homer's like really had to rub that one in <laughs> the, eh? the classy thing would not to, not to <laughs> be not to pointed out attention yeah. to it yeah. and I, I really enjoyed that joke i thought that was great yeah that's a that's a classic <clears throat> greg well, mine would mine would be the um when when he says did you hear me monty i say i quit <laughs> and, and this uh, is like, like a bongo yeah no it's the uh it's the coaster the oh yeah, coaster, yeah. Like, it's like tips over the way yeah, like you have here be shame if someone used a glass without a coaster Didn't use a coaster <laughs> <gasps> and dumps the garbage with just one single i think it's really in. funny because i was just like being a jerk and telling you to use a coaster right before we watched it's the true. Actually, that's yeah. a really good so, point. So, like, for this one, it was my favorite one. <laughs> and, of course, the, the bridge immediately bursting into flames is so that funny. That was great. It's so funny. Burnt that bridge. Tossed him out. Bam! That's for employing me for, for eight, eight years. years. <laughs> Lights one match, tosses it behind him. The match instantaneously oh, yeah. catches T- the bridge the on entire fire. bridge on like a golf cart so yeah. <laughs> like in reality that person would be like just like slowly <laughs> cruising away while the fire's burning i love the idea of that being his like that's for employing me for eight years because it really makes you think about that yeah like anyone who's really mad at their boss just quit yeah <laughs> they're giving you a job they're paying you yeah, I know there's probably, you know, other things that are crummy and maybe you can't always quit, but it's just, it's a funny idea that that's what he's mad about or that's what he points out. Ah. Not for, that's for being a jerk. That's yep. for employing me for eight years. Exactly. Um, nice final thoughts. I love this episode. Uh, I really do. 
It, it's no lie, folks. Greg was crying. <laughs> yeah, he I did. Cried. I teared up at the. Don't but forget, like you're here forever. Of Mag Do it for her. It for her. Was very small. It was, but that doesn't matter. She's very small. She is very. Small. She's very small, but she means so much to him. She means so much. Yeah. And her well, first that's, word, and that's kind of the journey of the episode, right? Is her that first you, they're, word is daddy. <laughs> they're they're saying why why isn't <laughs> there any pictures of Maggie? He's about to crack. <laughs> they're saying why isn't there any pictures of Maggie? And he's like, well, let me tell you why. And he tells this really long story about her birth, essentially. And they're and like you're as an audience and as the kids, they're like, well, that doesn't explain the p- the pictures. That's the whole reason you started this story. And he's like, no, it does. She's so important to me. The reason I'm at my job currently is because of her. And I do everything I do for her mm. because you could argue that Bart and Lisa would be fine if he worked at the bowling alley. Right. Cause that's the whole crux of the episode. It's Maggie, his third child that's really pushed things over the edge. And so he loves her so much that he wants to do the crummy things that he has to do for her. And like I said, not work for himself anymore, work for her. Mm-hmm. So it's very sweet. And it's really lovely. Yeah. And he like papered that. Office, yeah, yeah. Would you call his workstation, office? yeah, his sure. workstation with the Maggie pictures. So, yeah, it's very that cute. was very sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's our next episode, sir? Oh, next time we're going to be mapping a small square of sky that's thought to be empty. It's my hope that it's not. With Bart's comet, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like this Skinner episode. Skinner heavy episodes. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna love it. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, Do you have anything more you want to plug? Oh, sure. Uh, Next Wednesday, the 7th, is our one-year anniversary of movie trivia. Hi-oh. So we're going to be hosting... I'm going to be hosting movie trivia alone. I will be there. (laughs) Uh, And I will play to win. Great. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do Oscar ballots. We're going to do some fun new mini games and uh, have some new prizes, hopefully. I'm still working on that side of it. Uh, but either way, we'll still have our classic prizes like uh, win $50 for next time and mm-hmm. also win mm-hmm. uh, passes to the locked room. And booze. And tons of booze. Greg, if you listen to the last episode, you know Greg won three pitchers of beer last time because he's a jerk. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just him. It, was it wasn't just me. He retains lots of information. That's yeah. true. That's just uh, not important yeah. information. Unfortunately. But that's what's happening for me next week and also tons of other trivia. Like I said, I'm doing a lot of trivia in the next few months. So check out dickens.ca would be the best place because that's where I'm doing it. <laughs> Bryn? Anything to, to plug? Care to plug anything? No, I All think right. I'm, I think I'm pretty good. You're good? Pretty good. Yeah. All right. I love the movie. No Shay- carpentry uh, no car- no. coming up. No carpentry coming up. Uh, no, no acting coming up. I, uh, I'm a, I'm a waitress. You could come see me in my work, I suppose. Okay. Where's that? Bread. Meat and bread. Folks. Right on. Meat and bread. Meat and bread. That's a there place. are no vegetarian options. Just prepare yourself. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that's, meat. That's the selling point. For About me. time more places were like that. <laughs> but it's called meat and bread. Meat and bread. I've never heard of this place. Kitty corner to so. the Palliser. Real nice sandwiches. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. Things are slow these days, so we'll give you. Lots I of love attention. sandwiches, so. Yeah. Good music. Um, I'm playing a show on February 17th Woo! at Gravity Wine and Espresso Bar in Inglewood. What time? Um, 7 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Uh, so if you want to... probably miss it. Yeah, all right. If Simpsons you, trivia is that day. If you want to come down, it's a February 17th at a Saturday. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun. 7 to 9.30. <laughs> $5 cover. We're going to have fun. I Great. feel like Bryn can't come. I can't go! 
<laughs> Which is totally fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So upsetting. But uh, we'll be back next week with Bart's comment. I got to upload this immediately, I guess. So. Yeah, I mean, we can. It's what? 9 p.m.? Yeah. We can we can put it up tomorrow. Oh, thank you. We can, <laughs> we're not we're not we're we not beholden we to yeah, anyone. Oh, anyone whoa. anything. Yeah. I was the guest. I was going to go straight home and listen to this. So <laughs> I mean, you still can. I'll just give you the raw we'll file. We're conceited, aren't we? Right. <laughs> 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 but we got to edit it. We got to add the clips. I want to listen to my voice. You know when you listen to your voice and you're like horrified? Yeah, absolutely. I'll just like That's listen to my voice and just like uh, cry. We host and, like, this podcast. Yeah, this is our horrified like our 76th episode <laughs> yeah. or whatever. 75th. 75th. Yeah. There you go. I'll get drunk. Quarter, quarter mil. Quarter spare. Okay. Three quarters of a hundred. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Yeah, almost there. Quick maths. Well, thanks, Bryn, so much for coming on. Oh, well, thank you for having me, gentlemen. Come back anytime. Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll have you back for Team Homer. That's, that is a bowling episode. A lot more I, bowling. I love bowling. Yeah. Yeah. I suck at it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm better than expected. Wait, why do you love it? But <laughs> worse than you'd hope for. It's fun. It's you get to throw thing. things down a lane and hit things. The it's thing fun. is that I've only ever played, I've only ever bowled with Greg. <laughs> Uh, in no. or no, 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 like in in, in the last recent memory, it, it, since okay. I was, I think the <laughs> I was last like, wow. time before so Greg introduced you to bowling. <laughs> Greg and I have known each other for like a year and a half now. Before that, I had only, the last time I'd bowled, I think I was like fourteen, okay. and so I've been bowling with was Greg was as an pin? adult. It was ten, it was, I think. I think we went for ten. No, like we when you were a kid, though. When I was a kid, five pin. Oh totally. yeah. Oh yeah, I was right around the corner yeah. of my uh, junior high school. We went as a school trip. Nice. Did and, you have the bumpers uh, up? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never I'm succumb sorry. to the bumpers. Oh, there was fire in her eyes. <laughs> Greg, how dare you? Greg is a, an incredibly good bowler for anybody that uh, would like to know. And uh, he he whooped me. He whooped. Maybe my you're just incredibly poor. Tushy. I'm okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really great. Have you ever bowled a perfect game? He's very very good. Of course not. I don't no, know. no, no, I don't know people's lives. He's being <laughs> humble right now. He's, What's the highest score you've ever done? He's bragged to me on numerous on, occasions. On what? Five or ten? Ten. On ten. Here's about five. Um, okay. <laughs> on ten. Two uh, forty. Like that's that's really good. I think that's the best I've ever done. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So good work. Thing, yeah, and bowling own, is own like it. the only own thing it, you're cocky about. I won't. It's the only thing. It's the you're only thing you're about. good at, Greg. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> you're making me feel. Bad. <laughs> I didn't say that, Alan. All right. His his whiskey drunk is getting into the sad part of the evening. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we're going into <laughs> the, the sad part happening. of the whiskey drunk. Um, so, Alan. Yeah. Take us away. You can contact us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod. You can also email us at the Hammock District on Third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And we love to hear from our fans. Please write in. If you have correction or omissions, as you saw, we will read them. And if you have your story, we will read those. Uh, sometimes truncated because people have long stories a lot of the time, mm -hmm. which I'm, I, I like reading, but I just won't read on air. All of it. And also leave us a review on iTunes. Five-star reviews on iTunes. Leave us a little note. We love that. Sure do. And uh, subscribe to us on Patreon, BoathouseStudios.com. Yeah. Do that. House spelt the German way. <laughs> that's what, that's my impression of you. Yeah. Thanks again to Bryn for joining us. Thank you to you, all of our listeners, and keep watching the skis. Oh,